Hi, Strategy Simplified listeners. It's Naman here with a quick message before we dive into today's episode. Our next cohort of Black Belt is happening in December. If you are an MBA candidate or experienced hire planning to interview, either before the end of this year or early next year, December Black Belt is for you. With eight one-hour, one-on-one coaching sessions with an MBB coach, unlimited digital access to our drills and cases and courses, and a cohort that you go through group training with and are paired with for peer practice. To join the waitlist, click the link in the show notes. Now, let's get into today's episode. On today's episode of Strategy Simplified, I unpack why airlines are reducing change fees. This goes back to the business model of airlines, their fixed cost organizations, but it also points to some of their core metrics and their cash flows. To understand more about this business decision and why it was so important in light of the fact that change fees were a massive portion of revenue for airlines for the last decade. Tune in, we're excited to have you. On today's episode of Strategy Simplified, I'm excited to talk about change fees and airlines. Airlines have differentiated themselves over the last decade by either rolling out change and baggage fees. Those were some of the major U.S. mainline carriers, such as American, Delta, and United, or persisting and ensuring that they kept those baggage fees off the table. Southwest is pretty much an anomaly, actually, in global travel for that. So as change fees became an increasing part of airlines revenue, they began to get a little addicted to the change fee and the baggage fee process. I mean, fees are just easy money, especially when you already have full planes at good revenue rates. And every time for the last couple of years pre-COVID that I flew, I flew on nearly full planes. So the airlines are making out on the right hand and on the left hand. Great fares, great utilization, and also amazing change fees. What did the airlines do? Well, with the revenue largely driven by change fee and baggage fees that were paid often by corporations, not even by the people themselves that were traveling, Um, They cashed all of those in and did share buybacks. So they increased the value of their organization by taking such surplus cash that they were generating and pouring it in to the organization. What did that leave them without? A rainy day fund. What happened this year? Rainy day. Actually, a rainy season. A, A rainy flood is the easiest way to describe what COVID has been for the airlines. And of course, with precipitous drops down to 10% of passenger volumes where they had been before and fees that were nowhere near close to what they were looking at. The airlines had a different question, which was not how do we capitalize on everyone traveling, but instead how do we get people back to travel? And so as those organizations began to roll out plans and changes, began in April, they said, okay, for this month, if you book anything, what they were subtext, please book anything. If you book anything, please book anything. We will give you the ability to change your flight for free pretty much as far as we can see into the future, which is a year and a half from now. And so you can change your flight for free. No problem. No, just, just, just buy something. That was what they were saying. And so that happened in April. As long as you do that until April 30th, we will offer this deal. So they would get a little flurry of offers and then on April 30th, around 
lunchtime, I would see alerts come out. Okay, just kidding. April 30th wasn't the deadline. Now it's May 31st. And then on May 31st, it would happen again. And now it would be June 30th. And so for a number of months, for about four to six months, depending on the airline, they decided that they were going to drop the change fees, not baggage fees, but change fees. And so these change fees were just something that were meant to be an incentive to get people to book. The difference between the fares that they had originally purchased and new fares, however, still applied. And so one of the things that the airlines found was that as their utilization was so low and as they were desperately in need of improving utilization on the flights that they have, airlines, as I've talked about in different strategy simplifieds, are massive fixed cost businesses. They do have variable costs. They do have flights that they need to run, but they don't, they have salaried professionals. They don't have this transactional cost that they can spend on everything. And so they only can drop their rates a certain percentage. Um, they needed to get passengers back. That has been their primary focus. And so United was the first one to announce in dropping their $200 domestic change fee per flight. Why is this good for them? Just to be really clear, airlines have two things. They have profits and they have cash flows. Okay, profits are booked at different times than cash flows. And one of their incentives, one of their the drivers behind all the psychology that airlines use when you're thinking about booking is to try to get you to book today, to try to get you to book early, to give you lower fares, to give you triggers, such as there are only four seats left at this at this price. The fare might go up tomorrow. And they've tried to get you to do that. And historically, they've been able not only to get you to do that, but also to lock you in at that original fare. You've been unwilling to change. And so they could make excellent predictions about the second Tuesday in November, exactly how many people would be traveling every year, because they had certain systems that would allow you to start booking 10 or 12 months in advance, and they would know when the utilizations were running, and then they could run sales on specific routes in order to maximize utilization. And capture per flight was very, very similar. In a situation where your volumes are down, and you need to raise them just to pay your bills, change fees had to go out the window. And so United made the very bold decision to say, from now on, we are not going to capture value from our customers using change fees. Why? Well, what we really want from customers is we want them to purchase now. And whether they utilize that purchase on this particular flight doesn't matter as much to us when the flights aren't full. What's a risk, and this is a risk that Southwest has chosen to adopt, what's a risk of not booking out the flights and having somebody be able to call, and I did this, I called within an hour of one of my United flights this year, and I said, hey, you know, I'm interested in just canceling this fare. Um, One of the risks for them is that they don't have anybody to backfill that flight. But that is better for them at the moment, having my money, holding my you know, X times four tickets of the people that were traveling. And now I have a credit on United that I can use, and I'm going to have to potentially pay a difference between that credit and a new fare. Um, that capture has still remained on the book. So United kept the positive cash flow of holding that ticket 
um, not having to refund it and not needing to change it, but giving me some flexibility. In addition, there's been a second reason why airlines during COVID have decided to drop the change fees. So the, the one primary one is booking at the beginning. They want people to book flights. They want you to try to travel. They're interested in having you come. But secondarily, to provide passenger confidence, which is basically the main reason that organizations like TSA, the Transportation Security Administration, entirely exist, to create passenger confidence They do not want people who are potentially sick to fly. So if, instead of offering an exception, they allow you to self-select, you don't want to travel, you've been exposed to COVID, but you don't want to necessarily announce that or elect that as one of your options for changing. They've just made it equivocal across the board that you do not have to pay these change fees. So again, What's good for the airlines? Capturing money up front, whether or not you use it on this particular flight or not, because the flight is traveling. Whether there are 10 passengers on the flight or whether there are 150 passengers on the flight, the flight is going to go. I mean, the flight is going to go the day that they're choosing to go. Days before, I don't know about you guys, but I've definitely gotten cancellations on my flights. Um, but ultimately, right, they're managing their capacity. They're managing it to the lowest levels that they can handle with the utilization. They're trying to manage people utilizing that capacity. But when it comes down to it, what would they rather have? People thinking about flying and then just offering their money as a loan and holding it on the books as a credit versus people not flying at all. One of the things that I found very interesting when I went through this experience is that United has become restrictive, however, about the, how the credits are used. So as you might suspect, they're not as dumb as they may appear. They didn't just hand over a change fee amount. What did they figure out? Well, what I need to do in order to use my new credit is to book it on a flight that is of equal or greater value in order to utilize the original credit. Credits historically were able to be saved. So let's say you booked a $400 ticket, your next one was only $300. Sure, you'd have to pay the change fee, but you could also use that residual $100 somewhere else. No more. So there's no change fee, but I am actually going to have to find a direct even exchange, the exact amount of my ticket, which is quite unlikely, or more than likely, cycle Psychologically, I'm going to be unwilling to give up the value that I already paid for and just lose it forever. So I'm probably likely to try to find tickets that I'm going to use that credit on where I would book incrementally. And what happened? Sure enough, I found a ticket that I could have used this credit on. I did not need the full amount of the ticket. And so I decided instead to give United more of my new money rather than using only a portion of my credit. So you're finding changes that the airlines are making to drive their business model, which is a fixed cost business model, toward utilization, their primary metric, and toward revenue capture early. If they're able to do those two things, we're still going to have airlines in the future, which I think we can all agree is a very important part of a connected world. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Strategy Simplified. I hope that you enjoyed thinking and listening to why airlines would reduce their change fees, even though they had been such big revenue drivers in the last decade. We're excited to hear about other companies and other business decisions that you would like for us to cover on episodes of Strategy Simplified. Please reach out to us at team at managementconsulted.com. Or if you just want help preparing for case interviews or anything related to corporate training, we would love to help you with that. You can find more information at managementconsulted.com. Thanks for listening.